Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams. I am here with Reverend Steve Mosley, and Steve, you are the campus pastor at the Chillicothe campus. Can you introduce yourself and just share a little bit about your background? What led you to serving with senior adults? Yeah. My name is Steve Mosley, and I've been the campus pastor there in Chillicothe for a little over three years now. And prior to that, I had served as a trustee on the Baptist Home Board. And, you know, you can always see God moving, looking back than you can looking forward. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that my dad took me to nursing homes when he uh, would go and preach. He was a pastor as well. And he would take uh, me and my brother and sister to sing. And none of us went into singing. We weren't, (laughs) you know, we weren't one of those stars in waiting. But we went and were a presence there in the nursing home. And then as a teenager, I did a lot of puppet ministry and drama ministry. And we went to nursing homes many, many times times. And so we had a presence there. And then in college, I did a practicum at a uh, nursing home. And I learned the phrase, I don't want to be a bother. Hmm. And it is remarkable how that phrase still comes up at the Baptist home today. I don't want to be a bother to anybody. Hmm. And so I've always pastored churches that have been senior-dominant churches. My first full-time position was a youth, children, and senior adults. Interesting and so combo. I led uh, senior adults, took them on a trip to uh, Ridgecrest. And so God has always had me in the midst of senior adults, not knowing that one day I would be the uh, campus pastor at one of the facilities. I had a grandfather that was a resident at the Baptist home in Arcadia Valley, and I have a great aunt there who will be turning 100 soon, Hmm. who lives at the Arcadia Valley campus, so we have quite a connection there historically. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. Great to be able to have a connection, to know that your ministry is not just a ministry, but you're also able to minister in a way that benefits your family, even if indirectly, if they're at different facilities. And right, such. Yeah. right. You, you know what the other campus pastors are doing, I guess. Yes. In theory. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, so, so you're a campus pastor, and when many people hear the word pastor, we have a, a general mindset of what that means, obviously, but we normally think of that as it relates to a church. You are a campus pastor at a, a nursing home facility. So, how did the time how did your time as the pastor of a church prepare you for the role now and what are some of the differences between being a pastor of a church versus being one at a care facility such as in Chillicothe Sure I uh, love it when people ask me when are you going to be a real pastor <laughs> and I just I just laugh at that because You know, the role I have at the Baptist Home is really what most pastors enjoy doing. They enjoy preaching, and they enjoy doing pastoral care. Hmm. And that is my job. Okay. 
I don't have to deal with committees. I don't have to deal with budgets. I don't have to deal with maintenance. I don't have to deal with the color of the carpet or pianos and organs, even though we have both there on campus. I don't deal with those stresses of administration that most church pastors deal with. Now, one of the things that makes us different is we have a full-time campus pastor on all of our campuses. Mm -hmm. And and most nursing homes have a volunteer or a string of volunteers that come in and do a 15 to 20-minute service. Mm -hmm. And so their spiritual input is about 30 minutes a week. And uh, we have the opportunity to have a pastoral presence uh, all the time. Now, you will not uh, hear me try to call myself a bishop or an elder or some of the other terms that are also used in a local church besides pastor. But if you call me preacher or pastor... Those are the two roles that I play with the residents of the Baptist home. So most of the residents call me Pastor Steve. That's what I've been been known as for many years now. So. Okay, okay. And I can relate well to what you say about that, the, the string of people. Just uh, Easter Sunday, I guess, was our church's turn because that's that's what it's called, right? It's our church's turn to go to and lead a service for X amount of time and and it is and that's the first time that we've been able to do that that many people I think they I think that particular center had started 3 weeks prior. So obviously during COVID they didn't have any of that spiritual right. input whereas with the right. Baptist homes they have a consistent input yes. throughout COVID, which was obviously more critical when family and stuff could not come. So that's great. Well, we've already mentioned that you are from the Chillicothe campus, and you are the first guest that we've had from that campus on this podcast. So can you share a little bit about that about that campus and what might make it a little bit unique compared to the other campuses that the Baptist Home has? Yes. The Chillicothe campus is the second of the four campuses of the Baptist Home. It was opened in March of 1988, and it was really out of a push from the pastor at First Baptist Chillicothe. Reverend Don Palmer, who recently passed away, was the driving force in getting the Chillicothe campus opened. He said that many people don't know where Arcadia Valley is, and when Mm -hmm. they see it on a map, it's way too far for us to send our loved ones to, and we think we deserve a place that's closer to us to serve North Central and Northwest uh, Missouri. And then there's a a push, a natural push from the Kansas City area as well, just as St. Louis sort of feeds into Arcadia Valley. And so without that driving force of Reverend Palmer, I don't think there would have been campus in Chillicothe for sure, but it may have been a, a lot longer in coming in this region. So we were in a meeting together earlier today where I heard you say that the Chillicothe campus started, I believe it was 1988. 1988. So for 80 years, approximately, 70-some years, I guess, the Baptist Home had one location. Mm -hmm. And now since then, in the last 33 years we're running at now, they've added three with more likely coming in the near term. So, Mm -hmm. So Reverend Palmer... 
you're saying was a was a big instigator to that. Yes, he was a huge instigator, was very instrumental in getting the funds raised to build the campus. And what's interesting is the campus reflects the time of which it was built. Okay. And so now, 30-some years later, you're asking, why did they do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the way it was done. Sure. You know? And uh, so it's interesting, some of the dynamics that are happening on our Ashland campus, mm-hmm. uh, building to what is new and in the norm today. So it'll be interesting what that looks like 25, 30 years yes. from now. Yeah, what were they still, thinking? Exactly. <laughs> They'll say the same thing. We had Derek Tam on here uh, just prior to this, so so I, I, that's resonating well with me. Well, this next question is one I really want to be able to stop asking, but we are not out of COVID yet. We, we seem to be in a relatively good place, at least in Missouri, but you know we're hearing about things ramping up again even as we're recording this. So what challenges did you face as the campus pastor or Chillicothe in general? What what did Chillicothe, the campus there, face due to COVID over this last year or so? Well, let me answer from my perspective first. I am no stranger to doing funerals. I was the first call of a funeral home in the St. Louis area where I averaged about 30 funerals a year. But the vast majority of those were people that I did not know prior to uh, doing the funeral. And you're saying in it before you went to the correct, Baptist home? Correct. Okay. Okay. In the Just church clarifying. that I pastored sure. uh, there in St. Louis. Okay. When I came to Chillicothe and we started dealing with COVID and then we were doing so extremely well, it began in late August and September to ramp up in the community. And uh, we had a resident that went to the emergency room and our phone rang and said, this resident tested positive for COVID. And we said, there's no way. There is no way. And so we were in denial. And nobody had had any symptoms. Our staff was taking their temperature twice a day. We were keeping a close eye uh, on our residents. This resident tested positive and uh, they passed away the next day Hmm. before we got results back because when we got that call, we tested all the residents and all the staff and come to find out that there were multiple residents and multiple staff that tested positive. Wow. And we were devastated because we said, there's no way we are doing such a good job. And for me, after about six weeks, we did 12 funerals, some that were related to COVID. Well, most that were related to COVID, some that were not related to COVID. I was was spent. I had never dealt with death in that manner in my entire ministry. And when I talked to other staff members reflecting back on what we went through, the overwhelming feeling was a feeling of helplessness. Not hopelessness, but helplessness. Hmm. 
And one of our staff members who was at another facility when their facility went through COVID, they were not at our facility when we went through COVID, they put it this way. They said it was like reaching out to grab something only to find nothing was there. And that was really the overwhelming sense that most of us had was that feeling of helplessness that all the things that you had done didn't matter. Hmm. Now, what made that even more challenging is we were the first nursing home in Chillicothe out of five to get COVID in our building. We were the first campus of the Baptist home system that got COVID. There was an overwhelming sense from staff that we were at fault. Hmm. When the reality is there was nothing that we could have done differently to stop it from entering our facility. It ended up that both of the other campus, I don't know how Ashland did since there's such a different dynamic sure. right now, but I was reminded of the facility out in Washington State, oh, the yes. first one, yes. and they said no one, no one did anything to help. Hmm. And, and, you know, there were people that tried to help, But there was still that feeling of helplessness, utter helplessness. Now, what helped was the fact that it wasn't hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that made all the difference. Because there was a hope that God would bring us through that, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, whatever that looked like. My fear, as the church as a whole, is we really didn't handle COVID well. (laughs) And my fear and concern is something's going to come later that is far worse than COVID, that we didn't learn our lessons with COVID because there was such a divisiveness of how we responded. And... It shouldn't have been that way. The church should have been touting, first of all, the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the overwhelming witness of the church that I saw was we were caring for ourselves first. And I said to my pastor, I said, if I were not a Christian, I would have absolutely no interest in going to church because of the, the, there was a lot of words that I could use, but the arrogance that the church demonstrated in response to COVID. And if you did this or didn't do that, you were immediately put into a camp Yes. and you were either with them or against them. And that just shouldn't have been. And so we tried really hard at the Chillicothe campus to protect our residents. 
And that meant a lot of rules that we had to follow that were beyond our control. We had to quarantine people in their rooms, which was incredibly difficult. We did chapel over the intercom, and they sat in their doors. And one of the lasting images was the lady that I mentioned earlier, Betty, who was praying as chapel was getting ready to start for the first time when we were doing that. And uh, unfortunately, we had to do that far too many months, but we've since been able to get back at meeting in person again. And so COVID has been the most challenging thing in nursing facilities, probably in most people's careers, including those who have worked at the Baptist Home. And we have a lot of people who have there been there a long time. <laughs> well, and you know, as you said, being the campus pastor, you were spent twelve funerals, many of which were from COVID. But in one sense, the, there's the helplessness because there's not much you can do. But you're not alone, mm-hmm. which which brings about hope. And when I say not alone, you're with a staff, you're with an administrator who are also in this with you and may not be the pastor, but while we might not be able to determine that all of them are Christians, the likelihood is is that they are or most of them are. We can't know hearts, right? But so so there's the, there's already that care and compassion that should be a part of the Christian persona. So you had help in that. As the campus pastor, you personally had help. Mm-hmm. They had help. But speak for just a moment, if you will, Steve, about in trying to overcome that helplessness and overcome that and, and maintain the hope. You were not only ministering to the residents, but you had to minister to the staff as well. Yes. Can you share a little bit about that dynamic during that during that time? And for just put this frame of reference in mind. If you remember the September October time frame for the audience, that was the third surge, and that that was a major surge that that we had in America about that time. Just for context. So mm-hmm. again, Steve, if you could just kind of share. Not only, I mean, obviously, you had to minister to the to the residents. They needed that hope, mm-hmm. but the staff needed that hope as well. Yeah, and and to be honest, the ministry that will take place because of COVID hasn't really started yet because we're still too close to the event. Hmm. We're still in a stage that we don't want to talk about it. Hmm. We're not ready to talk about it. And when you deal with aspects of grief, You know, you have the denial, you have the bargaining, you have the anger and the depression. We're definitely still in that anger and depression. And and I'm talking big picture and I'm talking on our campus. Okay. And I think there's a lot of things that we have yet to do. And so my role is to be a consistent messenger that consistent messenger of hope because the reality is we're probably 40% believers on our staff oh okay if if i were to handicap that okay and so that's why the church's response hmm. was hard for me because 
I was like, <laughs> you're, you're not helping me sure. in my context. And, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our staff, we were divided in the way we were responding to COVID on an individual basis. It's not as big of a division with the vaccine, but there's certainly a division with the vaccine. Are you or are you not going to, going to take it? Mm -hmm. And in some places you're labeled. If sure. you do or you don't. Sure. And so we still have a lot to learn re regarding our response to COVID. And I think we are getting better, but it's still a long road ahead. Long road of healing that's ahead. Thank you for joining us today. In the next episode, I will continue the conversation with Steve Mosley as we deal with the question of making plans for the care of aging family members. Biblical Perspectives on Aging is brought to you by Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, a ministry committed to setting a Christ-like standard of care for the aging. For more information, go to thebaptisthome.org. That's all one word, thebaptisthome.org. Together, we can be the voice for the aging. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.